On this week's episode of Polk and Kush, we come to you from a brand new studio. The Pelicans have a brand new player. We have never seen anything about him, but we have so many opinions on him. Plus, the Pelicans have a new television deal. What it means to be back in 1994 with our new TV deal. Then, of course, the mayor got into a fight. And you're not allowed to insult anybody in Japan. You're not going to get all these topics anywhere else, but right here on Pokemon Gush. Welcome everyone to Polk and Kush. And if it seems like we've got a little bit edge off here on Friday, January 24th, 2000. January. Jesus Christ. June 24th, 2022. If it feels like we've got a little bit of an edge off. It's because I didn't think I was going to get carjacked walking to my car. Man. We are from a brand new studio. What is this? The Country Time Lemonade Studios. (laughs) 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 This time around. Uh, And it is uh, wonderful to be here uh, with, of course, my co-host, Mr. Andrew Polk. I feel like like Snake Plissken. (laughs) I don't know who that is. Escape from L.A.? Oh, I escaped uh, from NOLA. Yes, yes, congratulations. I've made it out to Metairie. I work at the Cinnabon at the mall now. I have a yard. It's not on fire. There's no tires in it. Um, I'm probably the only problem drug user in the neighborhood. <laughs> the needles are very clearly mine now, which is it's, unfortunately. It's good to be out here. Yeah? It's quiet. It's quiet. We have these foam blocks. I don't know if they're doing anything. I was like, the the podcast studio has been, we've basically been operating out of a pirate ship for yes. the last couple of years. Now we have a real studio. Uh, don't mind my shoe rack. <laughs> Most professional podcast studios have a rack of shoes under the desk. I don't know if you're... It's to be close to the other shoes so they can feel like they're at home. Yeah, I'm going to turn this into a studio. I'm going to bring in, you know, rappers. I'm going to bring in Rob mm-hmm. Four Nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start putting out demos, yes. fire mixtapes. If anybody out there uh, wants a four, if, for our West Bank listeners. Yes, of course. Yes. We all know if you know a white person from the West Bank, they're a rapper. <laughs> Or they can at least do it. Yeah, well, it's a skill that you just naturally come with when you are raised in the uh, on the West Bank. So come on down to the Country Time Lemonade Studios <laughs> here in the Metairie-Kinner border. It's like Palestine. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on the border. Very similar. <laughs> They've always said that about the line between Metairie and Kenner. Uh, it reminds them of the Israel-Palestine conflict. Uh, um, uh, How's yeah. your week been? It, it's been a doozy, man. Uh, a lot going on. Uh, it is uh, outrageously hot. 
we've reached the point where it's like, oh, this isn't just like it's the summer. It's like, oh, this is uh, I feel like I am inside of the sun mm-hmm. uh, every single moment that I am outside. <laughs> and so I'm outside for like, I don't know, 11 seconds a day voluntarily. But then I have small children and all they want to do is be outside. They're immune to heat. The same way that uh, I am immune to bullshit, they are immune to heat. I am so used to bullshit that I just have kind of learned to deal with it. They are, uh, they don't even seem to notice it. I'm like, we are in a backyard that is 1,000 degrees outside, and all you want to do is hit a baseball, and I can't for two hours, and I cannot possibly understand how this is not bothering you and you're not putting sunblock on these kids either why would i put sunblock on them make them more slippery (laughs) oh i want them to feel the pain (laughs) of being outside (laughs) i went outside for about 10 minutes today to let the dogs out and who (laughs) (laughs) this is where we need the like the radio board of all the song things and I felt like I was just going to have to go back to bed. <laughs> I was going to have to like sleep in the shower. I think it's getting to me, too. I slept for like 12. I went to sleep at like 8 p.m. yesterday and slept for 12 hours. It's, that's a dream. That's really a dream. <laughs> Sometimes I dream about doing that. I'll go to bed and get my you know, typical four and a half hours of sleep. But during the dream, I, I dreamt that I went to bed at eight and woke up at eight. I feel like you were probably woken up. One of your kids like pulls your eyelid up, <laughs> starts poking it like Ace Ventura, poking his eye. <laughs> we, we lock those little animals into the cage. They're locked in their room. They can't possibly get where I am. They just scream their way out of it. Well, they're like salamanders. Yeah. They're... <laughs> Powered by the heat, it charges them, then they wake up ready to annoy you for the rest of the day. It's like, why do you guys like asking for stuff so much? You know, it's it's great being out here, but uh, it was not without its troubles. Yeah. What was the moving process like? Well, I went to U-Haul. Yeah. First mistake. Yes. I thought I was doing it the smart way. I booked it three weeks in advance. I found a U-Haul, which I thought would be in a location free of uh, getting killed with a hammer. <laughs> so I went to the one in Elmwood, and I, I actually see the truck when we pull up, which was a good idea. Uh-huh. It was like a good indicator of, of what was happening. And they, uh, I'm like, I'll do the online check, and that'll be easier than dealing with these bozos. So I'm chatting with a robot that can't verify my identity. And it's like, <laughs> we have to call someone to verify that it's you. So they call Lauren, who's standing next to me. And then they're like, that's not good enough. I guess she didn't fucking sound convincing. So He's got a gun to my head. I don't really want this to you all. So I'm like, well, you can call my enfeebled mother at 8 a.m. on a fucking Saturday. I'm sure she'll answer an unknown number. And when the robot is like, "We are, do you know your son? She's not going to freak out and think it's a terrorist situation. This is the Orleans Parish Prison. Yeah. So they called Susie. Susie didn't answer. So then I go inside, blah, blah, blah. Here's your U-Haul. Oh, by the way, the U-Haul has one-eighth a tank of gas. That's helpful. I'm like, okay, I'll uh, I'll just go get some $10 gas with it. <laughs> At least this is a fuel-efficient vehicle. And when I uh, started it up, it didn't turn over. The battery was completely oh dead. Oh, my God. 
And this Thankfully, is, there's no stuff in it yet, right? There's no stuff in it. Okay. Other than me. Yes. Uh, and they were like, well, we'll just get... They don't. They didn't have any. They had one other vehicle, and they're like, "We'll just give you the van." Uh, and while they're saying that, the van people come in, and they're like, "Hey, you're not giving that lunatic our van, are you?" They're like, "No, not at all. Of course not. We would never do such a thing here." And you I all. immediately, I was, I, I spilled the beans on everybody. I was like, "This motherfucker was trying to give me your van." <laughs> That guy <laughs> acted like he couldn't do an offline check-in. I was throwing everybody under the bus. That's right. You all, uh, the sponsor of this segment, uh, <laughs> you all, Elmwood. I mean, what am I going to do? Take him down? Is there a bigger? Is there a bigger economic need in New Orleans right now than something to get you out of the city? <laughs> they can do whatever they want to. They're fucking Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, so you're, the duration of time you were actually inside the U-Haul was what? Uh, probably an hour and ten minutes. That feels like an eternity. Uh, the the final straw for me was when like the smallest one came out and told me that because technically I had the keys and had signed the agreement that the U-Haul was in my possession. And then the battery being dead was something I was going to have to fix. And they told me to call roadside assistance. Oh, that's no. I flipped out. Uh, no. You'd, it never turned on, but because you had signed the paperwork, it's yeah, your fault. It was my. It was after you know 9 a.m. I'd signed the car, blah, blah, blah. So they were saying that the only way to fix it was for me to call roadside assistance, <laughs> even though it was sitting in their parking lot. Would you have had to pay for it to get fixed? I no. I became uh, what's that uh, movie with Mike uh, uh, falling, falling down? down. Yeah. I was falling down. <laughs> I was the falling down man. I was Stephen falling down. Were you like, slapping the table and stuff? I was incensed. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did get a refund and went to a U-Haul on Saint Claude, and everyone in there was nice <laughs> and helpful. <laughs> And I was like, maybe I was the, maybe this is a lesson for me rushing to judgment, thinking that the St. Claude U-Haul would be a nightmare. Yeah. It was I, great. I think you stereotyped the uh, U-Hauls by neighborhood. I don't want to get into anything. <laughs> Just saying. You looked at a crime map and then you decided what U-Haul would be better and it turned out that they have nothing to do with each other. No, I didn't want to go to a U-Haul where I could get hit by a train easily. <laughs> or or the kids who are living inside the train that used to work with you. I'm, pre I'm pretty sure the U-Haul in Elmwood is also pretty close to a train. So yeah, that definitely is close to a train. That one doesn't track I think either. they're all close to trains. I think that's the point. Thank you uh, to the St. Claude U-Haul. Yes, you've saved the sanity of this here uh, program. Uh, that's bonkers. That's terrible. And then you had to move in like 150 degree weather. So that was like the start of it. What a that's a it was in Fuego. That's no fun. We got it done. Didn't yeah. Hire anybody. No friend. It's too. I'm too old. You can't ask. You definitely can't ask. You can't ask anybody. You're in a real bad spot of your. Uh, you don't have enough stuff to where you would hire somebody and feel comfortable about it. Correct. And you don't have, uh, and you're too old to ask people to help you move. No. Who the fuck, who am I going to ask? <laughs> so you're really stuck. Because <laughs> if movers had showed up to your apartment and be like, are we removing this plastic bag full of paper plates? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
paper plates made it, and they've been useful. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll just move that with the Simpsons <laughs> arcade game. Like, who are you paying three hundred dollars an hour to move paper plates? This is, this is what we're doing here. <laughs> <laughs> but we're set up, we're good to go, and as a final swing from the city of New Orleans, I cracked my oil pan <laughs> on the last load, on the last time I was leaving my my girlfriend's former home, I crashed into a pothole. I'm like on the fucking phone, I'm like, do you want to get Panera bread? And then I hear like my car explode, I'm like, god damn it. Yep, yep, I killed it. All right. <laughs> And it's gone. I'll get the breadsticks too. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. That is a. Uh, so I've been stuck here. Yeah, since Monday. You're getting really used to your surroundings. Yeah. Have you taken any walks at night yet? Uh, that's the beauty of Jefferson. They should put that on the I've the been, literature. I've been asleep at like seven o'clock every <laughs> night. But you know what? I've been sleeping without fear of someone kicking in my door. So it's like I'm. Taking a night walk with, we'll. I'll never forget uh, walking out of your uh, out of the old studio and seeing uh, that maniac just just shirtless and uh, metal thrashing and pounding on car hoods for no reason. Yeah, Christian Clark was... <laughs> took a, took a break out of his draft coverage to do some heroin and enjoy the time. <laughs> Well, now we don't have to worry about any of that. No, the draft coverage is over, so Christian can do as much heroin as he possibly would chooses, and we can discuss the draft. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans did not do anything uh, necessarily blockbustery, uh, if that's the adjective we'd like to use. They instead uh, stayed pat and drafted at number eight. Uh, they took Dyson Daniels, uh, I believe his name, out of Australia. He was in the G League Elite. Uh, he is kind of the exact type of player that they needed, which is a defensive wing, a guy that's pretty much NBA ready now, at least from a defensive perspective and athleticism perspective. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, uh, based on everything that I was hearing as far as comparisons and how he plays, he sounds like Herb Jones. Uh, and if they got another Herb Jones, that seems like precisely what this team needs. When you have CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas, you don't need a lot more scoring. No. That's pretty much taken care of. You need guys who can come off the bench and in spot situations and defend their ass off and go defend really versatile players and that seems like who this guy is and there's at least the way that jay billis and those dudes were talking uh so it does feel like a uh a, a wise move a move that i think a lot of people around the pelicans sort of knew about uh entering the week and they were hoping he'd be there and he was so you know dyson daniels yeah some people were talking about him uh a lot of draft projections had him around this pick and uh you know he's six foot six he has a six foot eleven wingspan yeah the pelicans could use a big guard mm -hmm. um that is not nikhil uh yes so yes if this guy could be a defensive nikhil that would be great for the you know i haven't seen much footage of this guy sure i don't think anybody has um, he played in the G League. He played uh, for the FIBA Australia team. That's probably where anybody 
would have seen him play more than the G League. Mm-hmm. Um, decent stats, athletic, uh, six foot six, two hundred pounds. Uh, good G League season. Yeah, it just seems like a guy who can help now. Yeah, like that's kind of exactly what they need for today. And while it would have been, I guess, in some ways more fun to take like a a prospect who longer term you could picture being an all star or anything like that. Not to say this that Daniels can't. Like, who are we to say that he's? But I think his most of where his prowess is is kind of day one stuff, which is hustle, IQ, defense. Again, the Herb Jones ish model, except you took you took Herb Jones at thirty five, mm-hmm. and you took this guy at at eight. Uh, I would say that if you could go back and redraft last year, uh, Herb Jones would have gone somewhere around eight. You know, if people knew who that was uh, or what he could be. So I don't know what Daniel's going to look like from an offensive perspective. Defensively, it should be able to translate uh, faster than for most rookies. Uh, there's not a lot of minutes to go around right now, though. Uh, but there will be injuries. Uh, there will be issues. There will be, you know, uh, you know, depth problems. They will always arise every single season. I think this fits a lot of what they need and all the stuff that they say about his personality and work ethic and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Griff is now like so far grooving in his everybody love everybody, <laughs> uh, you know, little peaches and herb uh, thing that he's got going on. I do think that plays a role. I don't think they wanted to draft someone who really wants the ball uh, or who, you know, might be a, 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 you know, some sort of diva, anything like that. They felt like they wanted to stay as far away as possible uh, from that situation. And it seems like they've done that here. Yeah. You know, it's hard to speak to his personality this this far. He's 19. He played in the G League. Yeah. He's not American. Yeah. So yeah. Probably, which helps. Yeah, it really does. It, it almost always helps if you're not American. Yeah. He probably does not have a huge ego. He is probably incredibly excited. I mean, I think most people at least saw the announcement footage and his parents, specifically his mom. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, he could be a good fit. The Pelicans at this point are, are playing with house money. Yep. A lot of the picks from last year, you know, panned out towards the end of the season. No one is was expecting the Pelicans to be where they are right now. Yeah. And for uh, relatively shallow after four draft, uh, this is this is fine. This is good. Sure. And the Pelicans, it's not necessarily a do or die situation. So this this could be somebody to to watch uh, grow with the team into you know uh, whatever role he needs to step into. And as we've said all of that, let's make it very clear. We haven't watched him play basketball. No. Ever. And I'm Neither not even of sure of his name. <laughs> Neither of us have ever watched him play basketball. We don't know anything really other than what we're told. I did see Australian FIBA. Yeah? Yeah, he was playing, you know, with uh, Luke Longley and Rudy Gay. <laughs> Joe Ingles, they had a whole team. It is my favorite part of NBA, like of the NBA drafts, when people who don't even watch NBA games suddenly have takes on guys like this who have they've never watched play basketball. They've seen a handful of highlights and they've listened to some analysts 
and you're like, okay, I know exactly who this guy is. I have a lot of opinions. I just gave like five minutes of opinions on this guy. Never seen him play yeah, basketball. No clue. No clue. I'm trusting what the other people have told me. And I just wish more people would just be honest about that. I'm not calling it a grand slam. It's not the greatest pick ever. The Pelicans did the thing. They might have, and that'd be great. And hey, at this point, you got to trust the Pelican scouting department, right? Mm-hmm. They've done a nice job. Uh, but no, I have never watched a guy play basketball. And uh, I'm assuming you haven't either. And all of you listeners, you haven't either. So you might have seen some highlights and you've probably read some stuff, uh, but no one knows shit about this guy. And, you know, it's not our job to know, uh, frankly. <laughs> It isn't. It's Griff's job to know. So if they got the guy they're supposed to get, then great. Uh, from a uh, what the analysts say about him, if that's all true, then everything's going to work out just fine for the Pelicans. Well, I was, you know, thinking that uh, he plays with a unique maturity <laughs> on the defensive end. And, you know, from what I saw at FIBA, I would say he's a diligent competitor. Whose size gives him the ability to guard multiple positions. He has, you could say that about anyway, it's six foot six. He has great instincts on the glass and in the passing lanes to go along with a rare dedication to being in the right spots off the ball for a player his age. Doesn't that sound like Herb Jones, though? Yeah. I mean, that's like the almost competent, right spots. Wants to play defense, does it diligently it above a, his age level. It says he needs to improve his jump shot, and there's a big ceiling for him. Yeah, it sounds like Herb Jones. Yeah, if they could, if they could have two on the same team, fantastic. Yeah, and it's like you know, I think the Pelicans do trust a lot in uh, in Fred Vinson. Uh, you know, the shooting guru who's been there for a long time, and he's gotten some guys shooting a lot better throughout their uh, Lonzo careers. Ball. Lonzo Balls definitely one. Herb Jones is definitely one too. Uh, where they kind of came in with very, very bad shots, and they got steadily better over time. Um, there's a, a numerous examples of that, uh, of guys who've come through New Orleans. This seems like, like again, just based on what on things like that, When the what, what was the very first thing you said on that analysis thing? Was it diligent Sense defender? Sense of urgency yeah. to the defensive end. Yeah. You don't hear that a lot about 19-year-olds. I mean, a lot of the stuff in the this is NBA.com mm-hmm. analysis is saying that. Wait, uh, what? You didn't create that? That wasn't your <laughs> scouting notes? I wrote it for NBA.com. <laughs> it, it just says a lot of things, high marks regarding his age and experience. Sure. He gives a shit. Yeah. He is smarter than other players on the court. And this goes back to him not being American. <laughs> <laughs> He tries hard, and he's not a moron. <laughs> yep. Yep, that'd be great. <laughs> Sounds good. Perhaps, you know, his life won't be filled with nothing but Instagram stories. Did you see the tweets about his mom? People are maniacs. No, I'm still not on Twitter. Oh, right. It was like watching the NBA draft, and I was 11 years old. I was watching, it and I was like, I know there's a lot going on, but I don't know any of it because I'm not on Twitter, which is where the whole draft is lives you got to pop on twitter to advertise the show last week we only had twelve thousand downloads <laughs> i did i'll probably try to jump on it so my problem is that i know if i yeah much like i uh you know rageaholic or some, <laughs> some kind of other aholic uh once i uh pop that uh top and i take a look at twitter mm-hmm. i have a feeling i will never be able to pull myself uh, back out of the world of uh, just 
you know, fuming anger. Yeah, you won't. So uh, I do. Maybe I'll just give you my password, and you can DM everybody. You know, some really interesting uh, questions. Maybe I'll just log back into Shake and Bake <laughs> and be like, "Hey guys, <laughs> enough with the Shake and Bake nonsense. Listen to Polk and Kush." Did they ever pay you for that? <laughs> they did pay me, but they also uh, didn't renew my contract, which had three months left on it. I don't know if I've ever admitted on this show that I was the man in the box tweeting for, yes, Shake and Bake, the official Kraft Heinz breadcrumb coating. So, <laughs> the, 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 all of our followers were like people that would... <laughs> Somebody posted a picture of their shake and bake, and it was so gross that Twitter flagged it as, like, flagrant content. And then, like, a lot of, like, anime nerds followed us. Oh, man. I think it's because as brands, you have to be nice to people. Yeah. And nobody's nice to anime nerds. (laughs) And then you'd, like chat with the other brands yeah there was a brand group chat i'm in there with you know fucking steakums <laughs> steakums is huge on twitter he's the king he's the jerry seinfeld of you food know, brand like twitter me and ritz bits or you know like yeah we gotta say that it's pride month eat chicken but you know all it bo- it always boiled down to like hey it's good to be trans eat shake and bake <laughs> Like, what are we doing? The whole campaign really should have just been like, are you poor? <laughs> we get it. <laughs> Shit happens. Eat, shake, and bake. Yeah, you almost made something healthy. <laughs> you bought a skinless chicken breast. But no, you're still going to make it into a chicken nugget by putting breadcrumbs on it. And then like 70-year-old people would message us and be like, my bag broke. <laughs> We'll put it in a Walmart bag. It's just a bag. It's just a bag. It's not a special bag. It's just a bag. And they're not special breadcrumbs. They're just breadcrumbs. Yeah. It's always nice when a $299 billion company says they can't afford to pay you $300 a month. That's going to be a no from us, dog. <laughs> Did they send you like a notice? Like, you're, you're fired. I... I've heard that they are not a good company to work for, uh, and I had four bosses in my wow. nine months there. The 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 final boss I never even spoke to. They were just Bowser. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is uh, yeah. So if those of you who've been really curious, going like, man, I wonder who was the first shake and bake tweeter. You know now. Yeah. We've un- we've revealed the man behind the mask. It's me, baby. Behind the bag. The man <laughs> in the bag. I don't think they've changed the password, so I'll go on tomorrow <laughs> yes. and go, hey, everybody. <laughs> it's a bonanza of racial slurs. <laughs> Dyson Daniels loves Shake and Bake. Um, I read the contract. There's nothing in it about me saying anything. There's no NDA. I'm good. But yeah, I'm sure the contract was uh, is ready for that. What if I go to prison for talking about tweeting for Shaken Bay after everything I've done? Uh, well, there's a little more Pelicans. Uh, they decided to stick with Bally Sports. Um, there yeah. is a five-year contract, which 
it, there's a cause in it where they can look for better options during it. That doesn't even make sense. Why even have a contract? Yeah, if you're gonna if if your clause in the contract is I know this isn't going to work out. Yeah, don't commit to it. Yeah, it's like standing at the altar, being like, you know, to have and to hold forever till death do us part, unless I find someone who's <laughs> hotter and richer. Yeah, and it's like this is silly. Uh, but I guess what it's allowing them to do is, in the case that Bally's doesn't live up to their uh, what their promises, we'll put in quotes. I don't know, whatever their deliverables they said mm-hmm. they could do. Uh, so uh, you know, if the Bally Sports Plus thing never really comes online, if the all those things, I guess they can back out of the contract. It seems unlikely. Uh, I don't think the Pelicans really wanted to stick with them in the first place, uh, but it is pretty obvious that they were the highest bidder. And they came up with at least some sort of solution that people could no longer say, hey, I literally cannot get these games anymore. Uh, So instead, there is going to be an option. I think it's going to be 20 bucks a month that will allow you to watch the Pelicans. That seems like a bonkers price to pay just to watch one team's basketball games on television. Uh, But that's where they're at. And I think that's kind of the direction that they're headed in. Yeah, the uh, only comparable price point I saw is uh, Boston. Uh, I think it's a Fox Sports affiliate. They have a subscription service where you can see the Red Sox and the Bruins, and it is $30 a month. Well, it's two teams. It's two teams. It's two very big teams, yes. and Boston is huge. Yeah, it probably comes with a bunch of studio shows and all sorts of stuff uh, mm. that Valley Sports does not what is new orleans gonna have they're gonna have you know whoever is tweeting the most about the team they're gonna give them a show it's gonna be whistle monster and the bloggers round table yeah. yes that's what we need uh yeah i mean nesson is like a legitimate network with mm-hmm. probably you know hundreds of employees uh fox sports new valley sports new orleans isn't even based in new orleans the studio is in dallas like it is uh, literally you're just just getting the games and you're just getting Pelicans games. There's no second team. It's not like you can get the other teams that are on Bally's because that's covered in a contract by League Pass. Uh, so you're and same with MLB, like you don't get any of the games that are on there. So it is uh, very much a, uh, a very clear transaction of do you want to pay 20 American dollars per month? You know, more than any other streaming service, more than HBO, more than Netflix, more than ESPN Plus. Uh, do you want to pay that just to watch the Pelicans play games that are not on national TV? And if you're like me and you don't have cable, you know, for $20 a month, I would probably look at just getting cable. Yeah. Um, I know DirecTV has a streaming app. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Cox does. They probably I don't think they don't. Do. Yeah. Or you could always pay $9.99 a month, get a VPN. Yep. Watch any game you want to. Uh-huh. Download Doctor Strange. <laughs> you know, there's going to be some guy eating popcorn in the frame, but it's. You know, it's, it saves you 15 bucks. Is that a toe? What yeah. am I looking at there? Uh, there, It is a... We are pushing the boundaries 
of what people are willing to pay for. Everybody said for a long time, I want a la carte. I want to be able to choose what it is that I watch. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is you start realizing what it costs per person to watch what it is that you want to watch. And it's actually quite expensive. When it was all bundled up into cable and everything was like, eh, well, I'm paying $75 for cable. That seems like too much considering I only watch these six channels. It's like, but everybody is paying for those six channels. Mm-hmm. So the sports channels were always the most expensive. Like everyone paid for ESPN, paid $5 a month for ESPN if they had cable, whether they knew it or not. If they split that out separately, it becomes very expensive. And the same with these regional sports networks. They are spending a lot of money on the Pelicans to get these games. And so they have to be able to make it worth their while if you're not going to have the cable bundle where everybody's paying for it, then we just have these people. I don't think anybody's going to buy it. I really just think they're going to have a very, very, very limited audience of who's going to buy it because nobody really cares about this team until it gets close to the postseason. And I think they're going to play 10, 12 games on national television anyway. And I just don't think there's that much demand to watch them on TV. Yeah, And there's still ways to do it. So, Well, I think I saw that they are committed to 75 Pelicans games and the first round of the playoffs. So yes. maybe that's seven. What would that be? Seven national games. So you, I'd say you have at there least could be seven. But you have, yeah, yeah, but if you have more, then they just broadcast them on both channels, you know? Yeah. Um, I would not pay. I, I would probably pay 10 bucks if there were any features involved where I could go back and watch games. Yeah. Maybe have like, I would love an alternative audio. Mm-hmm. Like if I could, radio. if I could listen to the radio or if I could just listen to floor noises. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would be, the, I, I, I would like something like that. That would be yeah. interesting enough for 10, 12, 15 bucks a month. Yeah. 20 bucks a month sounds aggressive. It's a pain in the ass to illegally watch these games. It's a pain in the ass to legally watch these games. Yes. Like even with this package, you know, are people going to pay it? Maybe. Are they going to come in in the last month more than they will the first month? Of course they will. I think it's going to be mostly out of town fans. Mhm. Because they, you know, have jobs and make money. (laughs) But if you don't live in the coverage area, so if you're outside of the state and probably, I think, like a sliver of the Gulf Coast, whatever, then you can just get an NBA League Pass and you're not blacked out. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, essentially the same cost uh, just to watch League Pass. This is for only if you're in the Pelicans coverage area, you are blacked out on League Pass. Now you have this option to pay $20. I, I just... I think it's going to be a very limited audience that actually wants to do it. What it hurts more than anything is in the circumstance that the team does start playing really well and that you do start picking up momentum. I think people will show up to the building. We saw it last year. The TV situation sucked, and the team sucked for most of the season. But once they got good, people knew it. They filled the building. What you're going to have, though, is it's not going to catch on in the way that it could because you're not going to be able to watch the games easily. If there was an easy way to do it, if they were on YouTube TV and Hulu Plus and literally every streaming service imaginable just came part of all those packages, it would be very easy for when things were going well, casual people, people like your neighbor, your dad, your postman, all those kinds of guys who like don't really care about the Pelicans, but like tangentially know about them mm-hmm. to watch it. No one's going to just plunk over 20 bucks a month for something they only kind of sort of care about. Yeah. Um, I think what could hurt it, people 
liking the Pelicans when the Pelicans are good is not a bad thing. Sure. But it could be a bad thing for this app because if they have 100 subscriptions <laughs> for two months, they're not going to put any effort into it. Yeah. And then when the Pelicans are making the playoffs and you have 10,000 more people on the app, the app is going to crash. Yes. There's going to be no content. Mm-hmm. That's when you're going to get the actual feedback about the app and mm-hmm. then they'll drop them for the start of the next season. Yep. That's how things like that work. If there's not enough capital up front, yes. the the company is going to ignore it. They're not going to put anything into it. Like tech yes. companies don't build. Like Bally's isn't a fucking tech company. They're a gym. No, they are. <laughs> they are very old. They're the last bastion of like an uh, the last generation of this. And sports is the last thing that the cable bundle is hanging on to. You have these RSNs that still have a lot of sw- regional sports networks that still have a lot of sway. Uh, and really, under any normal circumstance, you'd just be like, well, forget these guys. Like, We don't need this. We'll just sell it direct to consumer. But you kind of can't do it the way the NBA is set up. And the NBA isn't in a point yet where you can just own all the content itself and sell it as one bulk thing mm-hmm. because there's such a disparity like, what the Lakers are getting from their TV people and what the Pelicans are, you couldn't possibly sell that to both and say that it's equal. It's just not. So you have to have these kind of go-betweens. It is a, a, a tough situation. I think this will make a particularly weird thing. I think this is the first thing the Pelicans have done really wrong, like as far as public relations, uh, that people are pissed about uh, in quite some time. Well, if you want to log in to an account, I'm sure there is no protocol of too many people logged in. Go D Griff. <laughs> and then the password is password one, two, three. I bet we can all just log on there. How come it's not rallies? It should be rallies, rallies for New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> and I should also do like if you have the Bally Sports like gambling app, you should be able to get it for free. <laughs> if you're like I'm betting on the game, they should let you watch the game for free. That would be a perk. That would be th- that would be three dimensional. They're not smart enough to do that, but that would be the third dimension. And right? all of New Orleans is on DraftKings <laughs> promo code Polk and Kush. Yes, and if you're worried about you know that thing where there's if you don't get to scale on your technology that you know the technology is bad until it yeah. reaches scale that's what everybody in our patreon says i think so it's just me doing asmr <laughs> for an hour and a half every week eating fun <laughs> yeah i'm just <laughs> and everyone's like that's not worth six bucks i'm like well i'm not gonna do a whole show yeah There's what are we gonna do, do? <laughs> so. you're gonna listen to me eat chips or whatever <laughs> On that note, we will take a quick break. We, of course, have all of your favorite local news and, of course, the worst of the week. So please stick around. We'll be right back. Polk and Kush. It is good, the juicy jazz. Squalling trumpets and tiny little crawdads. You put Paris in a swamp and that's Nolans in a nutshell, baby. Well, a lot of people sent us this one. Uh, yeah. Friends, fans, family, well-wishers, <laughs> ill-wishers. Um, the big story this week in New Orleans. No, not the murders, not the carjackings, Mm-mm. not the melting pavement, crumbling buildings, <laughs> wild possums. It was our uh, the mayor, Latoya Cantrell. Never heard of her. Who did not have a Chick-fil-A stop sign logo <laughs> for her campaign. She definitely stole the election from that guy. 
Latoya's campaign sign just said, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> what are you going to do? Vote for someone else? Good luck, bitch. Latoya 2022. <laughs> she was at a Rob 4-9 concert. We were there. We saw her. Uh-huh. Uh, at the Fillmore. Uh, same place I saw Danzig. Yes. I. She was at Danzig, too. <laughs> she had the devil lock and was singing a twist of Cain. Um, what was the other band that was there? They had Cradle of Filth. Cradle of Filth. You she's know a, them. You love a, them. She's a big Cradle of Filth fan. Well, <laughs> this was a different kind of show. Uh-huh. This was a Rob Fournine show where he was giving the mayor the coveted Best Mayor of New Orleans Award. Uh, so Latoya went to the show, and there is a video. I believe there's a couple videos of her in the bathroom. Uh, interjecting popping off (laughs) there's a woman that appears to be fighting with someone in a locked stall uh latoya goes up to her um the woman kind of shoves latoya Mm -hmm. latoya puts hands on her back uh in return i should say and then they just kind of yell the person filming is going you don't know who that is Mm -hmm. um and then the video just kind of leads us <laughs> to choose our own adventure. Um, Latoya's people came out and said that she was uh, stopping an altercation. Sounds that sounds right. Which is that sounds like definitely what happened. When I go to a rap concert, that's what they call it. Right? Uh, or, yes, or when like I go to symphony. the when I go to the rap, I go show, to the hip hop symphony. When I go, when I see an altercation in a bathroom what i think as a 60 year old woman who's the mayor of the goddamn city i think i'm gonna go over there and give them what for let's set these people straight (laughs) hey now if you can't spare a square there's no need for fisticuffs no, obviously. we're all part of humanity together, guys. Let's share the love. Look, the the beer in that place is like nine dollars a can. <laughs> she's getting the best mayor of the year award. Maybe she's a little tooted up. I don't know. I love the best mayor of the year award. That's literally like something I give my kids. Be like, you're Woody's roundup partner of the day. <laughs> like, now go to bed. <laughs> Wash that sunblock (laughs) off. Just just whatever it is that gets you out of the, you know, that makes you feel good enough to uh, leave me alone. It is, uh, this is the WWL uh, story on it. It says, it is unclear what caused the incident to occur. Incorrect. It's very clear. (laughs) Uh, It's clear. It's made out of potatoes. Sometimes there's like a blue flavor to alcohol. Alcohol caused this incident. Are we are we children? Alcohol caused this. Uh, yes. The mayor's office released a statement uh, saying that they the mayor Cantrell intervened to defuse a potentially violent situation. As we know in New Orleans, the best way to defuse a potentially violent situation is to run up to it in a bathroom yeah. and uh, yell at it. Upon witnessing the altercation, the mayor acted in a manner in which she always implores our residents, get murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bother the cops, (laughs) just get murdered. (laughs) Don't get security, don't get an official, fist fight some bitch in a bathroom. We have no way to help you, so just fight about it. 
This is this is the real fucking quote. The mayor acted in a manner in which she always implores our residents, if you see something, do something. That is legit the dumbest possible. That's like what everybody says not to do. That's what the city says not to do. Yeah. You can get in trouble for filling in a pothole. Yes. <laughs> yes. You can really get in trouble for arresting someone. Yeah. Fighting them. <laughs> they said we're, you're not allowed to put your own trash can on the street. You have to use the one <laughs> that the city gives you. So you can't do anything. If you see something, do something. So I got in a fight in the bathroom with a stranger. This is not the first recorded incident of the mayor in a situation where alcohol is being served in uh, a situation with other people. No, yes. she's, she's not throwing haymakers at this lady. She wasn't fighting the guy at that hotel bar. But there are not that many videos of other cities' mayors <laughs> uh, in... Hubbubs, it, yes, with its citizens. It's at least somewhat telling of her personality, which is uh, very confrontational. Uh, she seems to be very sensitive, and she does not give a shit about if it makes her look bad. Uh, very unconcerned. But don't worry, because uh, this week, instead of you know fixing any of the myriad problems or uh, you know dealing with something. Uh, she's in Switzerland uh, making like a sister city agreement with some place you've never heard of. Oh, good. Yeah, so that'll be helpful for all of us. So well, she could get a free vacation in Europe for a couple of days. Will the sister city help us in any way? Like if we go there, do we get a discount? <laughs> Are there can direct the, flights? Can they send police? <laughs> Is that something that uh, we could get a little, uh, you know, just we borrow some cops uh, for a couple years. They would love to. The Swiss police would love to move here. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're trying to pull people you want over me to with do a what? whistle. <laughs> they have more guns than us. What are you talking about? Shortly after the incident, rapper Rob 49 brought Cantrell on stage and praised her for her handling of the situation. I want to give TD a special award for being the best mayor that ever came to New Orleans, he said. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't the only uh, fun thing that happened downtown New Orleans this weekend. Uh, there was a viral video that popped up. I, I don't really know uh, who it came from or where it came from, uh, but someone was apparently driving down Canal Street. It's timestamped, I believe, at 532 in the morning, and there is a, uh, a couple uh, on, I guess, uh, uh, a tree. Is that mm -hmm. what you would say? Was it a bench? A tree? Uh, and they are fornicating. Uh, there's a lot of thrusting involved. There's uh, it's, uh, an, an ass-to-mouth situation right. uh, occurring. And uh, it does not... It, it's, it's daylight uh, in the morning time uh, on Canal Street and uh, doesn't seem to be affecting anybody. Uh, truly one of the more unbelievable videos. I've, I've seen some insane stuff occur in this city, but that was uh, really took the cake. Right by uh, right by the Popeyes, right? Right by my Popeyes. Yeah, yes. right there on Canal Street. Well, what a scene. Finger licking good. <laughs> um, one of the video. there were two videos I saw. I don't know if it's the same person uh -huh. coming back around for another view. Of One course. of them said 5.50 a.m. Unbelievable. Not, I mean, it's pretty early, but 
That's jogging time. Yeah. <laughs> Some tourist is like, you know, going for their jog on the river and be like, wouldn't this be a lovely thing to go do? Go jog along the Mississippi River. And on their way there, they're just watching some guy ATMing <laughs> passed out girl in the middle of the street. You're like, what is going on? It's the only affordable ATM in the French Quarter. <laughs> This video was very graphic, and, you know, I don't know if the days line up, but I I was walking in the French Quarter a week or two ago, and I was near Felipe's, and I came upon a, uh, a couple in the throes of oral pleasure Oof. next to a porta potty Oh, my God. What time of the day was this? Lunchtime. I was going to Felipe's. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know, I was man! Eating my super burrito, watching <laughs> these people consummate their. Les Le Bon Ton Roulet, they say. I wonder if it was the same ones. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just you know really dig this. It was a weird video. It was. It was very. I could. It was simultaneously hilarious and then just like dumbfounding. That like this could occur, and then you're like, well, of course it can occur. Yeah, who's gonna stop it? There were there's always cops on Canal because they drive up and down with the RTA. Yeah, the RTA is probably in communication with the police. Yeah. If you had told me this happened on Pirates Alley or like what yeah. you know, like like the well, at know, the John four hundred block of Barrick Street, or whatever, you know, like some other like kind of you know off the beaten path part of the French Quarter. Which, I, there's always people in the French Quarter, but you know. But the middle of Canal Street with six lanes of traffic and cops everywhere, several hotels, the streetcar line in the middle of the street, the casinos two and a half blocks away, and this guy's just going to work, 5.50 a.m., just in if, pound town. If you took a tour bus from anywhere USA and said, I'm going to New Orleans, Louisiana, it would drive to where they were and <laughs> let you out. <laughs> It is literally the entrance gate of the city. There's plenty of alleys. That's where all the... Maybe they were being smart. They're like, we're not going to have sex in an alley. We'll get murdered. We're going to have it out here in public. <laughs> it's just a really bonkers scene out there. Uh, so, you know, as always, things are going uh, totally normal here in the city. Uh, what a weird, weird couple of days uh, with those two events. So, anyway, that will take us into my favorite part of this year's program, ladies and gentlemen. The worst. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumb. The worst. The worst is the worst thing I saw or read this week. Send them in polkandkush at gmail.com. This one comes from CNN. Mm-hmm. Heard of it? It's very weird that we don't have, like, you know, news of the wacky or whatever. <laughs> this comes from local local station in Taipei. <laughs> well, this week's news of the wacky is uh, bad news for me. Not You're off of it, so you'll be okay. For now. Japan makes online insults punishable by one year in prison. Jesus. 
That's Japan? Yeah. I thought Japan was supposed to be like the, the nice ones. This is in wake of a reality TV star's death. Japan's parliament on Monday passed legislation making online insults punishable by imprisonment amid rising public concern over cyberbullying sparked by the suicide of reality TV star who had faced social media abuse. Under the amendment to the country's penal code set to take effect later this summer, offenders convicted of online insults can be jailed for up to one year or fined about $2,200. Man. If I lived in Japan, a lot of people <laughs> would be in jail right now. And every time I sit on the front row of a press conference and my bald spot is just right in the middle of that thing, I'm just getting hammered with insults. So I could report all those people. So I'm with Japan. All of America would be in prison. Yeah. It would be... I would be serving consecutive life sentences... Elon Musk would be down to, you know, paying like a $1 a share for Twitter if you couldn't make insults. Who's who did they say who makes the decision on this? Uh, it was the country's penal code. So I'm presuming some kind of parliament. Do you or... stand in front of a judge and read tweets to see if they make the level of jail time. Yeah, it's going to be like, <laughs> did you really call Jay Crowder a bitch asshole? <laughs> like uh no that was uh mr diaper on twitter it wasn't me some other guy we gotta wonder like does that go to like ha the anonymous accounts how does that work yeah are they gonna like have a like the cia trace you and be like we gotta f we gotta find this anonymous man who said scott kushner's short <laughs> I mean, if you get, uh, I mean, you like to bomb anonymously uh, on Twitter. You have a nice little, uh, some fresh burners you've had in your time. Yeah. Uh, Shake and bake. Yeah. <laughs> Man, do you remember your, all, all the gay slurs you were giving people for that? Yeah. What if, what if I go to prison, I'm shake and bake, and I call Wendy's a bitch, <laughs> and I go to prison in Japan? You fat slut, Wendy. Under um, Japan's penal code, insults are defined as publicly demeaning someone's social standing without referring to specific facts about them or specific action. Okay, a little loophole. Okay. Specific facts. <laughs> specific facts. Okay. We're good. I can be like, he is a dumbass, Your Honor. <laughs> According to a spokesperson from the Ministry of Justice, that sounds evil. Yes. The crime is different to defamation defined as publicly demeaning someone while pointing to specific facts. Both are punishable under Japanese law. These Japanese people are very sensitive. Uh, the person who committed suicide was a professional wrestler and reality TV star who was known for a role in a Netflix show called Terrace House. I guess she was harassed online. It doesn't say how or why women are harassed online quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Famous women. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even non-famous women. You know, there's always yes. some creep in their inbox saying God knows what. If they can change the law... To allow me to call people stupid online, <laughs> then bring it to America. That's fine. Yeah. But I should be able to anonymously 
say that a basketball player is <laughs> not above reproach. Maybe someone should find him in an alley after the game. You and know, do maybe something. there's people <laughs> having sex in the alley. You should be able to say some stuff. But don't don't uh, talk people into, into suicide. Yeah, I just... I think 90% of social media interactions are some kind of fight, right? Yeah. Especially like the reply, any big tweet, the replies on the big tweet is just nothing but people hurling insults at strangers that they don't know. Oh, yeah. Hey, you fucking moron. Why don't you grow a dick and decide to? It's like, it's just incredible. I'm like, you don't know anything about these people. These are total strangers. It's more uncomfortable to think like Facebook where they do know each other, but they don't really like see each other. Or they yeah. kind of like know each other from a long time ago, and uh, and then they start hurling insults at each other because that feels more personal. But it is also way meaner. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Twitter's always feels like kind of hilarious because it's like, why would you even bother to get this mad? You don't even know who this person is. Like you don't even know where they live. You don't know what they look like. And uh, and that because very rarely does the checkmark person itself actually get mad. It's more mm -hmm. the uh, conversation going on underneath it. And that is all in all is why I left Twitter because I was reading <laughs> hours of the reply fights and just finding it hilarious. And I was like, I, what an enormous waste of time. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. So maybe this law is good and that it will end social media. Yeah, <laughs> it will. <laughs> So it really honestly God, if they had like a real stickler enforcer, if like that, you know, if they allowed like, you know, Brett Kavanaugh to be in charge of this thing, <laughs> be like, you find every person who makes every any insult online to someone else and put them in jail and we give you four cents <laughs> for every person you put in jail, the whole country would be in jail. Oh, yeah. Or we'd have to end social media. I think both might be a good option. <laughs> Just don't take away the feature where I can copy the tweet and send it to someone else and then make the real insult that I want to make. Because <laughs> that, that is really my... The screenshot uh, needs to remain legal. Yes. Just turn off replies. <laughs> That's my reason for living, honestly. Oh, God. On that note, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you so much to all of you for listening. Please rate, 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 rate. Five stars, five stars, five stars. Uh, rate, like, subscribe, leave reviews, do whatever you tell friends. Uh, please let us know uh, if you're enjoying things. If you're not enjoying things, just keep it to yourself. Uh, but anything you want to tell us, email always polkandcush at gmail.com, polkandcush and gmail.com. Uh, we will be back next week. Thank you, uh, as always, to Ale on Oak, uh, our favorite place to hang out uptown. Uh, we hope to be out there soon. And thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Okay. See ya.